podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. So it doesn't matter. So we're live. Everybody, welcome to the Fatback Four. Matt can't keep his fucking mouth shut for more than 25 seconds. Um, Liverpool are four from four, lads. We're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, with me tonight, Marty, Grizz, and Mouth fucking Peace. Um, something else to say there, Matt? No? No. No, you're good. You're good. Okay, great, 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 great. Um, there you go. Um, Matt, I'll come to you first. Liverpool are four from four. We don't. We didn't play well. We're probably. At, I still don't think we're our second gear. I think it's great. What do you think? And welcome back, by the way. Thank you very much. Good to be back. Um, to be honest, I didn't even think we played too badly. I mean, we didn't play to our usual standard, but that standard is so high now. We're not going to be able to achieve achieve that week in week out. We played a very <clears throat> methodical tactical game against a team who packs the midfield, they have a lot of energy uh, it was always going to be tough we, we know Leicester away is tough anyway so just getting over the line and getting the three points is, is good for me, it wasn't as if they were tearing us open, <clears throat> whenever we play badly this season and last season we never get t- torn open it's always just been keeping mistakes uh, or defending errors which have cost us but luckily, we spent a lot of money on a keeper, and, and we've got rid of them from our game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> are you alright, man? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Are you still? Are you still? Are you still in holiday mode? Because you've been on holiday for about <laughs> eleven weeks. Six. <clears throat> okay, I'll go nine. Are we gonna? Are we gonna keep going till we, till we reach it? All right, we'll settle at nine. Okay. Nine weeks. Um, the picture you seen at the start of the uh, pod. The Grand Theft Auto style thing, um, that's actually really my on a boat. Uh, he sent us about 27 different variations of it and um, then picked his favourite. Uh, Marty, I'll come to you. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of Liverpool fans. Off. Two, seconds. Two seconds after that picture was taken, he fell off. <laughs> yeah, he had to be rescued, had to be rescued by, the, um, by the Coast Guard. Uh, Marty, a lot of people don't know that. All right, great. You internet. would capsize the fucker. <laughs> Come here, Marty, um, I'll come to you next. Um, th- despite the win yesterday, there was a lot of Liverpool fans that weren't too happy with the performance. and I even seen a few shouting, oh, we'll never win anything with this team. Did you see how we, we reacted in the second half and all sorts of stuff like that? Um, you have to be happy, don't you, with 12 points out of 12, not not being at your at your best. And you have an international break now for the players. All right, they're away in international duty, a lot of them. But it's, a, it's another chance for Klopp to get the players that aren't. Get them in there and... You know, work on a few things, fitness comes back up again and we're ready to go for the next block of games. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing's given now, if you're going to be on 
on Twitter and you're a Liverpool fan, you're going to have to accept the fact that there's a group of gobshites that just go around moaning about anything, you know, absolutely anything. Um, I'll be delighted. I'll be honest, I was delighted yesterday. I thought we were, you know, like Matt said, I don't think we were terrible, but, you know, our, our, our own product yesterday I thought was quite poor. Um, I thought some of the decision-making, I thought we could have killed that game off a lot earlier. Um they didn't really create anything, did they? I think one chance I can recall was one from a corner where Wes Morgan might have done better, but their goal was mistaken. I just think with with some of the people that are moaning, you know, Liverpool can't really win. Um, you know, last season it was, oh, you know, we're playing brilliant football, but, you know, we're not getting the results. We're, we can't, you know, get past a team with, uh, with, with 10 men beyond the ball, et cetera, et cetera. And I think we've showed so far already um, just in these four games that, you know, yeah, we're not even at our first gear. We're in, you know, we're in neutral at the moment. You know, we're not playing anywhere near our top game. No, we're averaging more than two goals a game at the minute. It's just I'm delighted. I think we're showing, you know, that we've already um, rectified the problems that we had last season about not being able to see out, you know, the the results. We can be defensively sound. We score when we need to. I'm delighted. And I think, you know, like I said, you're just going to get these group of uh, gobshites that will moan about about anything. So just, you know, let them sit in their mum's basement you know on their own and we'll, we'll carry on celebrating um, Would you agree with me that most of them sit in their basements eat Doritos? Yeah oh, yeah, 100% yeah. Dust everywhere yeah. would you say? Dorito dust everywhere? Yeah cheesy fingers <laughs> Oh god Joe, he's going to fit right in isn't he? Uh, Grizz come to you um, you know you've a lot, you had a lot to say on this game afterwards um, I've seen you doing a and a afterwards Um where you had to write stuff down and post it off to people and you done really well. I actually enjoyed that piece with them. I think it was the cop table. Was it with the cop table you done it? Yeah, that's right. I think it's Anfield Network yeah. part of the cop table, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Um, good set, lads. Yeah, absolutely. But um, you had a lot to say after. But just, just your overall feeling before we get into the game and stuff like that on on um, on the game overall. Are you in agreement with most of the lads? We didn't really play well. We get the win. We, we, we walk away from it and... Well, we're now one of, would it be two teams to only have full points ourselves in Chelsea after today's results? Grizz? You killed him. He's dead, is he? <laughs> Someone wind him back up. Grizz, are you dead? <laughs> no, he's not there. Leave him, leave him, just leave him there. Don't worry about it. Um, Matt, let's start, let's have a look at the game from the beginning. And we take it in blocks, um, we take it in blocks from the beginning. The first 15, um, I thought we were brilliant. I thought we were looking like we were going to run all over them. <laughs> And we miss a couple of chances, but we are happy the way we started, the intensity we started, and we nearly, we more or less told Leicester, no, 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 we're going to boss this, we're going to show you how it's done. And it was great to capitalise on it at the same time. Yeah, we came came up the blocks pretty quick. Uh, I thought the first 15, 25 minutes was some of the best we've played this season. It was just a few little uh, poor finishes, but... That's what the start of the season's for. We've had a World Cup. I know other people have as well, but we've had a World Cup and some people are still a bit rusty and that will happen. Um, last season was gruelling. So it, it, it's going to it's gonna take a while to get back to where we were. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was made up the way we came out. And after getting that second goal, we probably did subconsciously turn off a little bit and, and, and take it down to second gear. And without that stupid error by the keeper... That was a very, very professional performance. We, we, we had spells when we were very good. We got two goals. Uh, we didn't look like we were conceding. Um, and, and, yeah, it was a professional performance. I, I was I was made up of it. I've got absolutely no qualms of it. Henderson's first game back, I know people were moaning. He didn't, he didn't play too well. He was all right. I mean, people are... I, they either love him or hate him. They, there's no middle ground. But I think he was just... Just down the middle, I'd, I'd give him a six, six and a half, something like that. Uh, but you've got to remember, it's his first game back as well. Hmm. So if anyone else's first game back, would give them the luxury of a few games to get used to it. I, I'm not as I'm not as big as fan. I, I'm not too bothered if he's in the team or not. But I, I'm not going to give him criticism where it's not deserved. I thought he's just done okay, and yeah. we've, we've still got Fabinho, Kaiser sitting on the bench. So it's absolutely nothing for us to worry about. If if we didn't have anyone on the bench then people might be fair enough and, and having a little moan. But we have, we've, we've got loads of options now. So just, just we won the game. Just let's see how it plays out. Klopp's obviously doing it for a reason. He, he's managing the, the squad because we've got a squad to manage now. So let's just let's just get on with it. We took the points. We've got four from four, top of the league. 
I'm loving it. I'm loving the season. Can't wait to win the Premiership. Yeah, either can I. Matt, um, you're, you have a beautiful head. You have a beautiful face. So if you want to lift your camera up a slight bit or sit back a slight bit, and then we can see it in all your glory. There you uh, go. Look at that. Did you get your teeth whitened? Uh, did you? Nah, not yet. Get it for the wedding. Get it for the wedding. Grace, I'm going to come back to you and give you one more attempt at answering a question. And then if you don't go in and rob your internet from your Irish neighbours to improve this, um, I'm going to have to get rid of you. Um, Grace, yeah, I can hear you, yeah. But you look like you're on drugs. Like you're in slow motion. It's mental. Look. I had a haircut. No, that's not like... <laughs> you look yeah, like you're on drugs. Or like, you look like you're on drugs there, mate. Yeah, I think, listen, I better grow my hair. Oh, fucking, this is outrageous. Uh, Grace, how did you feel about the game yesterday? Let's go back a slight bit. How did you feel about the game overall yesterday? Not playing the best, getting um, we're twelve from twelve, all that sort of stuff. And uh, sorry, um, Ray Dickinson has uh, told me that Watford also have full points. Of course, they do. They beat Spurs today. That was my mistake. Uh, Chris, overall opinion on the game before we get into it. Matt has already got into it, but I'll I'll, I'll walk around that. Come on, Gav. Over the moon, chuffed to bits. Um, results wise, it's it's the perfect scenario. It's it's what we aimed for, wanted. Uh, going into the international break, 12 points out of 12. The performances, I'd give about 6 out of 10 overall. We know the performances can be better, will get better. I'm absolutely chuffed to bits with the Leicester away win. I thought it would be a sterner's death, and so it turned out to be. Um, I don't think many teams will go there and get three points easily. Puerto's um, doing a decent job there. They've actually tried to play quite a bit of football. Um, yeah, perfect scenario going into the international break. All the players settling in, finding their rhythm. Our, our, our front boys not even playing at seventy percent yet. And uh, yet, what as Marty said, is it two games we're averaging? Uh, two goals a game we're averaging. Mm, just yeah, over, yeah. Just over, yeah. Just over two goals. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, if it wasn't for Allison showing his human and uh, making an error, we'd have uh, four, four clean sheets as well. So um, all good. Good. Um, great. Yeah, so you're happy enough. Right. Um, Marty, I'll come to you next. Uh, Matt's gone on about the first 15 minutes and how we're on top and stuff like that. Just the little thing about Salah. Um, we go through the game as we go on a bit more, but is that chance just a missed chance where he tries to give the keeper the eyes and, and it's slightly askew? Or do you make more of it and you think, oh, you know, all this stuff with the Egyptian FA is in his head, you know, um, a clear-minded Salah just dispatches that. What were you thinking when that when he when he misses that chance? Uh, I, I I put a tweet out yesterday um, in the said, but I, I was a little bit concerned with his performances. Uh, nothing major, you know. He's still creating chances. You know, he scored a couple this season. Um, with that particular chance, I think you you get we know what you get with Mo Salah. He scores a lot <laughs> of goals, but he does miss some sitters. Um, you know, we saw it. Last season when we played Stoke at home, you know, he was banging the goals, you know, towards the end of the season and he missed that sit-up when he was one-on-one. He does miss chances as part of his game, but he scores a lot. So I'm not too bothered um, about about that particular chance. I still think, you know, he's going to miss some and he'll, he's going to score a lot. Um, I think it's just his, his, his overall play the past couple of games. I, mean, I don't know if it's just, you know, it's the fourth game of the season. Like Matt said, players are rusty. They're coming back. You know, he's let's be honest. He had a shite summer. Um, no back end um, of the season. He, the Champions League final. Um, he obviously the stuff started with the Egyptian FA just before the World Cup. Um, the World Cup, Egypt were poor. He missed most of the games. Um, you know, and he's come back now, and he's probably still trying to clear his head. And it's clear, obviously, this this stuff with the Egyptian FA is getting quite serious. Um, obviously, people that have got. You know, his agent ran me on Twitter will see, you know, that it's not looking like it's blown over anytime soon. Um, and they're asking, I think, his FIFA to intervene. So it's, it's clearly quite serious. And, you know, the, the lad's human, so it wouldn't surprise me if this is playing on his mind. But, you know, he'll get over it. They'll sort it out. They always will. Um, and I'm sure he'll get back to banging in goals. But he looked, yeah, he didn't quite look himself yesterday. I think some of his decision-making for a couple of breakaways weren't brilliant. He picked the wrong pass. You know, obviously he missed that opportunity, but he'll get there. He's a great player, wonderful guy. Um, he'll get his head sorted soon, and he'll be, you know, be bang up there with the top scorers again soon, if possible. I'm sure of it. Mm. Billy Davis says nothing wrong with Salah's form. He's always missed loads of chances. Yeah, you're right, Billy. And last year, start of last season, 
we after three to four games, a lot of players or a lot of fans thought that Salah looked good, but he looks a bit wasteful. Um, listen, if he wants to do what he done last season and start the same this season that way and go on to do what he done, I'm all for it. I'm, you know, I'm not going to argue with the chap. Um, but he's still he's still got two goals and assists in yeah, yeah, four games. No, no, yeah, he so still has two two we're, goals we're, and a couple. We're just of comparing it to his high standards. That's the only thing. Yeah, we're, and no, I'm just asking the we, question because you're getting a few people online saying, "Oh, you know, all this stuff during the week is affecting him, and he didn't look as, at his best." But okay. if we go back to last season, do you remember at the start he missed quite a few chances at the, in, the, in the first few games as well? We thought mm, he gets into a lot of great positions, but his finishing. Um, we, we we doubted his finishing. Do you remember? He was getting into a lot of positions and missing a lot of chances. But the fact that he's making these chances and still has that positional awareness and sense, of, and even though we're, we're saying he's not even at, what, 75%, it bodes well. I think, I, think the, I think the forwards are slowly, slowly getting better. For that first 20 minutes, I think it was our best performance, attacking-wise, for, for, like for, from the front three. So I think it's coming together nicely. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, Matt, I'll come back to you. We got one nil up, and it was great to see that when you're on top, you take advantage, um, especially away from home against the Leicester side. That if you give them any sort of encouragement, they take it, and their fans have these mad fan clap fucking things that they're allowed into the ground with. It's crazy, isn't it? You're not allowed into a mouse ground with the top off a bottle, but you can come in with this fan fucking thing that you wave around, and the all sound it's all mental. But they do, they it's a piece take- of paper, Gav. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's a weapon. There's a handle to it. If there's a handle on it, it's a weapon. As far as I'm concerned. All right? Um, That's just because you're so small. Whenever someone whacks them, it hits you on the head. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, listen, I'm writing to Leicester and I'm writing to the FA and I'm not fucking having it. All right? Um, But in the first 15 minutes, we are good. We we take advantage. Sadio Mane scores. But, Matt, I want to talk about Andy Robertson because for a guy that looking over his, his fourth year at Liverpool, you know, has, has progressed ridiculously. Yesterday, I love the way he goes past Van and he just clears him out and says, would you ever get the fuck out of my way of things to be doing here? Um, brilliant assist yet again. And probably, is that a, that's a second or third assist, I think, for the season. Um, how good is he, get, How good is he, Matt? And can he get even better? I don't know. I, I don't care. If, if he wants to stay as he is now, I'm happy. The, the best thing about Robbo is it's not these great bits of his play his overall play for the last nine months I've just been so consistent and it's brilliant how long has it been since we've had a left back where you you can just trust you just know even if like he makes a mistake you know no one's one's really getting past him back in the other half you see him in the game as well and he's getting up he loves to attack and you think alright we've got got someone who loves to attack it's great to have another out on the air so be able to break down the fences but he's the fairest playing forward and then next minute he's right back next to VVD again making a tackle and you, you don't know how he's done it he's just uh, I personally think he's absolutely loving life at Liverpool he's so happy and he's so confident and and now he's got VVD just talking him through his games it, it's perfect it's the perfect environment for him to, to grow and become one of the best if not already the best left back in the country because that's where he is it's, we're not talking about moments of genius here. He's just consistent eight or more every single game. Assists, defending the whole lot. I got, I when when we bought him. I mean, obviously I I hadn't watched too much of him, but I was like, ah, he might be all right. Like I wasn't excited. It wasn't a, a transfer that got anyone excited. But right now he's probably in the top three of most people's favourite players. Yeah, I think he's the best left back in the league, and I said this last week um, because Mendy is hailed as this fucking outrageous left-back that's brilliant and he's played 14 games in the league for Man City or 12-14 games so it's it's ridiculous um, I think he's as good going forward and I think he's better going backwards um, Mendy was exposed yesterday for the, the Newcastle goal that they scored because he was slow on the turn and didn't you know Yedlin is hard to keep up with let's be honest but um, Robertson is outrageous uh, Marty just a quick word on Robertson um, when, when this front three is being you know kind of chaperoned around the pitch by defenders and, and they're trying to do their best to, to contain them. He's some outlet to have, isn't he, where he's just, he's another man there that can overlap, can get in behind you, can can, can create, because he is creating. His he, he assist rate, you know, he's not going 10 games without an assist anymore. He's assisting every two, three games now. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you've had, 
Alberto Moreno playing for the past couple of seasons. You know, what, he's yeah. kind of really... Careful, oh, careful, 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 careful. That's Matt's favourite. Kick him off, Gav. Kick him off. Bloody hell. Right, he's, um, yeah, he emphasises just how good Robertson is. And it's more about his, the quality of delivery. You know, anyone can bomb down a wing and aimlessly bang a ball into the box and it'll either go too deep, hit the first man, etc. But it, his ball is near enough perfect every single time he delivers it. And he's always finding somebody. I mean, like you said, he's already got two assists, not three this season. Um, but, you know... Matt covered it, you know, it's, it's going back as well. You know, a lot of fullbacks are judged in recent times on how good they are going forward. Um, and then you look at them going back and, and they're a shambles, but because they deliver a good ball or they can hit one from 40 yards, they're brilliant. But with Robert, you know, he doesn't do anything um, anything fancy, no flicks, no tricks. You know, he's just, he's just super, super Mr. Steady. Um, and he does the job that we need to. And also he's got Van Dyke next to him, which... You put anyone next to Van Dijk, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna excel and they're gonna get better. And I think, yeah, I think he's brilliant. He's been an absolute revelation. I completely agree. He's a proper. He's a, nobody was bothered when he signed. If anything, you know, I think everyone was getting hyped up with the rumours that we were interested in Mendy, which is never going to happen. Then this young Scottish lad comes in for eight million from Hull, and everyone's like, oh, here we go again. You know, low ball, money ball, etc. He's been awesome. I, I wouldn't oh, take, him, I wouldn't take anyone over him. <laughs> Matt's very upset now. FSG and Moreno, me and the Marcy are going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. I'm going to back Mary, and this is, I think he's right, especially on Moreno. Fucking hell. Um, he's an absolute cabbage. Um, he's shot. Grizz, um, there's loads of stuff coming in here about Henderson, right, that I'm going to get to because Henderson and Allison are probably the two biggest talking points of this game individually. Um, but <clears throat> we're in control of this Grizz we're going fine and there's one moment in the game where we're a little bit lax and we seem to lose everything for about 10-15 minutes and that's the ball breaks in midfield when Adam tries to play it back I think it's the Gomez or Van Dijk he's a little bit lax he under hits it they break they get a chance and we seem to lose it just a little bit were you, were you concerned as that game went on that you know lads listen we've been on top here we've been well on top for 25 don't let this slip now, you know, don't let this, all the good work and the goal, you know, be for nothing because of it. And it was literally just one straight pass, Chris. You know, it was one player being way too comfortable. Are you talking about the before we scored the second goal? Are we still in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking? Before, before we oh. scored the second goal, when Adam was in yeah. the middle of the park, he underhits a pass to Gomez. I think Madison gets on it. It was either Madison or Demary Gray. And they break, I think it's Madison or Gray that ends up with a chance. And we seem to just lose our way for 10, 15 minutes. Were you a little bit concerned then? Mm, overall, no. But I was concerned with the sort of uh, unbalanced midfield. I mean, I, overall, I thought we would overcome any sort of uh, uh, bad patches of five minutes here and there because that happens in any game. But I was what I was concerned was with the unbalanced in midfield, which was causing, in my opinion, some of these bloody straight passes and some of the positional some of the positions Ginny was taking up sort of alongside Hendo with Milner no, was, sort of, was, was, was confusing a bit. Sorry, Chris, can I ask you, right? When Adams played the deepest of the three for three games on the trot and looked exceptional, right? Mm. And we stick him in this midfield ahead of a, of a deep line midfielder. And again, mm. he looked, for me, he looked a bit lost and he looked a bit he caught in between positions. We spoke about this a week or two ago. Mm. Is it a case now where when Aldemoyda plays the deepest or he doesn't play at all? Yeah, it's... it. See, I personally agree with that. I mean, some, some people would say now Ginny's best position or has been sort of going back to Newcastle is getting into the box and sort of making late runs. I really think he's um, he's been outstanding in the first three games at that number six and even though I wasn't surprised with Hendo coming in, I was surprised that he moved uh, Ginny from that number six uh, at the expense, or yeah, at the expense of Hendo. Um, I, look, as you said, we're going to get to Henderson and sort of the uproar. As 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 Matt says, you either love him, you overpraise him. Well, you absolutely hate him, and you make video compilations of his every back pass. <laughs> so there's no in between. There's, there's no there's no in between. There's no in between with Henderson and Liverpool fans, it seems. But 
look, if anyone's to blame for that situation, it's Klopp. I mean, it, surely it was his decision to bring back Hendo and move Gini and sort of unbalance the midfield. As well, it wasn't like the other two were amazing or the whole team's amazing and Hendo let us down. Hendo just played at the level that the team was playing at. Do you know what I mean? It was... He wasn't. Yeah, I, think, I think Milner was the best out of the bad bunch out of midfield. I think Ginny was just as bad as Henderson. I'm just going to give him all a six. That's all. That's it. Give him all a six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it, look, it, it was it was a first game back type performance, wasn't it, Matt? I mean, you yeah. know, that's what you expect as a first game back, full game away at Leicester, not the easiest game. You know, as I said, they've probably got two of the hardest working centre mids who I knew going to have energy for 90 minutes and Didi and, and Mendy. And they they were just they looked fitter than us and sort of hungry in that midfield and that's all it was. Yeah, yeah. we were see, fine. You see, the, 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 I think I think Matt's right. I think it's just a six all round, you know. Uh, but I was I was surprised that Henderson comes in for Wijnaldum. I would have I'd, I'd have went with. I probably would have went. Oh, sorry for Kate. I probably would have went if he's coming in. He comes in for Wijnaldum. You do a straight swap at, at deep line midfield. And you see, because Kate. Uh, all right, he wasn't great against. Brighton, but he finds space all the time. And if you watch that game yesterday, our midfield three are moving around and they're rotating and they're rotating, but nobody's finding space to hoard Leicester in that period. Do you get me? I think for, for the first time in a long time, because we've got the luxury of it now, Klopp is thinking ahead. I think the amount we're going to need uh, Kaiser from mm. Christmas onwards. It's blocks of games, mate, isn't it? Yeah, he, he's thinking ahead. We've got what? We've got seven games in the next. 24 days is it or something stupid yeah. we've got something stupid coming up anyway and I yeah. think he, now he's thinking about that bringing in Henderson for Kaita against Leicester City it's, it's not it's not the end of the world it, it, it's alright and, and, and we won we we controlled the game uh, they didn't they didn't break through as much we got over the line we've done exactly what we needed to do so it was the right decision yeah um, let's not get into the game Marty they, they, they push us a little bit Alison makes a good save down low, as I've already touched on. I'm nearly sure it's from the Mary Gray. Um, they have a few scrambles around the box, but overall we look comfortable. And then we do what we've done against West Ham on the autumn day of the season, and we make it to uh, late in the in the first half. Um, it's a good chance for Salah that Schmeichel palms away. A corner comes in, and it goes and it goes out again for another corner. And then Firmino loses his man, and it, it's a great header. How happy are you see? to see Marty get off the mark now and get and get moving and get motivated. Yeah, um, Bobby needed that goal. He really needed that goal. Um, I think the problem for Firmino is he's set a, so the same with Salah, is he set such a high benchmark for himself um, that when he does have this little low, and it's not, it, it's a low in his standards. I, I personally don't see how bad he's been, but so he hadn't scored fourth game. Um, he got that goal and he just looked, it just looked like a weight came off of him. I think, when Bobby ticks, the team tick. You know, he sets the press. You know, he, he he's in the number nine, and all of a sudden he's where you'd find a number six. He's just he's awesome. Um, I think just by getting the goals as well. You know, we scored at the exact right times. Um, the amount of times you hear someone say, you know, a team's on top, but they need the goal. You know, we got the early goal, and then we landed. Uh, I, I what turned out to be the killer blow just before half time. Um, I think it was perfect. Um, I think we took our chances when we needed to, um, and I was delighted for Bobby. I really, really was, and hopefully now, um, you know, that lifts that weight and he can start bagging in a few more. I think, you know, this season's a big season for Bobby. I think he's gonna, you know, really, really excel this season. I think he's gonna get a lot, a lot of goals, um, and yeah. Okay, um, Grizz Firmino, fourth goal of the season, great header, puts us two 0 up and puts us in more or less total control of the game. As 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 you're sitting there at half time, you're thinking, yeah, one more, one more seals and puts them properly to bed. Yeah, no, even at two 0 I thought that's it, the killer goal. I mean, our defensive solidity of recent times is so, is such that you know, two goal lead, we very rarely let slip now. And and there was a Sky Sports uh, caption up, sort of how many times we lose from scoring the first goal, and it's. I think it's hardly ever or something like that. I can't remember now. But look, our timing of the goal, just like against Palace when we got the penalty with Salah just before half-time, it sort of just gives you that extra boost. I mean, as I said, that first 20 minutes was sort of the best 
best interplay with the front three I've seen so far. I know we beat West Ham four or something, but this was the our first 20 minutes against Leicester was something remotely resembling last season's attack, so which was good. Um, as Marty says, I never had an issue with Bobby not scoring in the opening three games. I just think Bobby's phenomenal. I just think Bobby's, as he says, when Bobby plays well, Liverpool play well. End of story. Uh, he's just got back from five weeks on the air, hasn't he? Yeah, he's of course he has. Bobby, was Bobby he, doesn't he, kick he, off until November. Was he, was he with you on five, nine weeks. Yeah, he, he was on the boat with me. He was with you. He was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, Bobby, Bobby doesn't really get cracking until about no, exactly. mid-end of October. You yeah. saw last season with, with Steve-O giving it the big one with Asta got a goal yeah, and Bobby didn't have too many... And then, and then Bobby comes back and just ruins him for the rest of the season. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, the thing with attacking is, with our attacking players, it's it's not like defending when you know you can... It's kind of like... Defending's like systematic, where attacking is... Defending, it, yeah? Ooh. Huh? It's a good point there, go on. No, defending's systematic, and you can you can just learn where to be, and, and you just know other people are going to be there, whereas attacking, it, it, it's more... You need to click with the people around you. You need you need to be on the same level as them. There, whereas you make a run, they need to know you're making that run to make the pass, and that doesn't come straight away or through training. That comes through matches, and that's we our our forwards last season proper got going about October, and it's probably going to be the same again this season. The only difference is we've now got Allison and Van Dyke, and, and and we can we can get through these games. Winning ugly, winning against like Leicester or the winning the week before, not playing do you amazing. Know a, do you know you made a great point about that about matches in terms of that's how their attack's going to sort of find their rhythm, and that's why I was arguing. Do you remember in the, in, in the WhatsApp group I was arguing about I want Cater to be playing in this game. Is Cater going away international duty? Does anyone know? Don't know. I don't know. Any, I, I don't like if they're playing. See, not the thing is, I don't pay attention. I've, I've told you why he's out. He's getting rested for the rest of the season. I've already, no, get, I've already given you that information. As I, as I said, I want, I want Keita to sort of play as much as he can with this front three of ours and sort of get in sync with him. Even though he's shown a, individual brilliance on the ball at times, I do think the, he's not in sync with the rest of the attack, which is totally understandable. The lads played three, four games only. That's why I wanted him to play every game in this first batch of four and then sort of... You know, we can start the rotation as the big games kick in. And but you, maybe- you've seen, you've seen with last season. Look at Ox, look at Robbo. Just getting, getting players to play games isn't always the best technique. Uh, we, we all doubted last season why, why Klopp wasn't playing Robbo and why he wasn't playing Ox. And, and look how it turned out. It turned out brilliantly. It's so, not. But again, again. Like some, no, but when you, when you're coaching as well, sometimes if you, if you're on the field. You don't see what you gotta do. That's why, like a, a lot of golfers, will film themselves. Or a lot of boxers will film themselves, taking yourself out of that situation, sitting on the sideline and watching the other midfielders and how they work together and how the attackers move. If you take yourself out of the situation, you can get the whole picture a lot better. Mm. Whereas if you're in in the game, you don't always pick it up. So he's probably it, it's a guess, but he could have taken them out and say, "Look, this is the midfield from last season. Watch how they work." Yeah, it's um, it's funny now because you, I know you video yourself most Friday nights and then watch it back and see how you. I was going to say, you watch yourself. Um, uh, you know, just <laughs> so and, you, and, you, and you do improve. Like for uh, attempts at that Gene and Alden song every Friday night at about three in the morning <laughs> for a good six, for a good six to seven weeks. You re- you got there in the end. Oh, you got there in the end. Uh, sorry, um, Polly Walnuts and Kevin Sullivan are having a nice little chat on the chat box there. Um, just about, I think it's more or less about us being a bit casual. Um, I agree with them. I think we were a bit casual. I think we found it a little bit too easy at times, and that's what led to most of. I don't think he had a lot of a lot of chance. I think the one chance. That Joe Gomez blocks, which I'm going to get to in a little while. I've loads of uh, Joe David, Gomez. David, David underscore LFC just tells us that he has got two games coming up for Guinea. Oh, okay. so, so most be- of them are away. It's, it's the usual uh, international. Bullshit. Cheers for that, David. Yeah, um, but, you know, apart from that block from Joe Gomez and obviously the goal, I don't think Leicester do a hell of a lot. It's a couple of scrambles around the box that doesn't fall for them, but that can happen in any, in any game, you know, whether you're in control or not. Um, the second half goals. Nothing re- I don't think much happens in it until the goal. I think Leicester are more, Leicester are taking their two 0 if that's what it's going to be, in my opinion. And then they get let back into it. Now I want to touch on something here, right? Because I got I didn't get involved yesterday. I replied to a tweet yesterday where somebody 
who claimed that there wasn't an agenda against Jordan Henderson, went and found a clip of Jordan Henderson to put up in isolation on Twitter and said, watch him put his two centre-halves into trouble on two occasions, without realising that the two players that gave him the fucking ball put him into danger at the same time, and again without realising that this is the way Liverpool play football. We don't hit it long, we try play it, we try move it, we try you know, manipulate teams into the way we do things. And it was it was the lead up to the goal. Um Gomez gives it to him, he gets it back, he, he gets it back off Gomez, he tries to, he plays it to Van Dyke, and this is where the problem is. This goal has nothing to do with Jordan Henderson, Joe Gomez, or fucking anybody. It's to do with A Virgil Van Dyke being too casual with a back pass. And B Allison, instead of getting rid of it and just saying, Okay, I can't do this shit all the time, he gets caught and we can see the goal. Grizz I am of the sorry, not Chris Marty. I am of the opinion that what happened to Alice and Becker yesterday, okay, is a good thing for us because he's had to take his medicine yesterday. It hasn't cost us any points, and it's yeah, just, Marty gavel tell gavel no, 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 say all the good my, points no, here. No, he won't my, ask a this, single question. This is this is my opinion on it, right? This is my opinion. He's he's made a mistake yesterday. He's learned from it. We haven't dropped any points from it. I tried to on. get. And you move on. Okay. Marty, do you... No, the question I'm going to ask you is, Marty, do you see him adjusting his game in any way because of yesterday, or will he continue on the way he is? Uh, possibly. A very minuscule... Ch- I think... I don't think he should. You know, I don't think he should. I mean, but don't get me wrong. When you're being closed out, you've got a simple long ball into the channel and you try and Cruyff turn someone. He, he can't keep doing that. I think Klopp was in a bit of a difficult one last last week against Brighton. Um, obviously, Alisson chipped it over. Um, I think it was Glenn Murray. Uh, and everyone in everyone in the stadium on Twitter was like, oh, you know, fucking amazing. You know, he's just, he just chipped, chipped away. And Klopp said, I didn't like that. But the problem he had at the time is if Alisson was full of confidence, and let's not forget, that one mistake was his first mistake leading to a goal in 50 games. You know, this isn't, you know, it was a rare occurrence. Yeah, he's a bit risky. If Klopp had gone to him after the Brighton game and said, look, you got to stop that. A, it would have completely defeated the object of signing Allison in the first place. And B, you run the risk of denting his confidence, which, if anything, is absolutely brimming at the time. So I think the only amendment you can make to Allison's game is trying to teach him there's a time and a place to, to play with the ball. Now, I think you can nip the extravagant tricks like a Cruyff turn in the bud. I, I don't think that's necessary. But if you then start asking Allison to, to lump balls 80 yards down the field... You might as well have not signed him. When you when you sign someone like Allison, specifically Allison, you know you're going to be getting somebody that will play with the ball at their feet, give you the occasional heart attack, but nine times out of ten, he'll either distribute a sixty-yard ball to someone's feet, or he'll send a, 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 an attacker packing. It's one of those things. I don't think he needs to change. I think he just needs to learn time and a place to play the ball. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. What's your feeling on it, especially after what happened yesterday? What's your feelings on? What he does going forward? Uh, I don't blame him. I think he was concussed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't get that. Um, he needs to go and get himself a Dr. Dre fucking signal here now, doesn't he? Dr. Yeah, Dre. I want to see a compilation video yeah. in LA now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a problem with it because it's it's what he does. It's why it's part of him. It's, it's, it's ingrained in him. It's why he's such a confident bastard. Um now, now there is different levels. What he done then was that is for me. It's a step too far. Like if he's going to do it, it won't be too bad. He he'll get it right more than he gets it wrong. And um, from the back end of it, like Marty said, we'll get a lot more positive out of it than the one little negative we'll get every so often. But that <laughs> it was it was a bit fucking mental doing that there, wasn't it? You see, um, I, I think if, he, if the fullback gets out into a position, I think he tries play plays the fullback. I think he tries to play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can look at so many different areas of it. The, the ball that came back to him, it wasn't the best. Uh, Gomez didn't move out wide. It, there's loads of things you look at. A lot of people will say, just get fucking rid. Um, and, and looking back, that is the right thing to do. Uh, but I, I'm not going to hold it against him because he, he's a confident fucker and that's what confident fuckers do. And that's why he's such a good keeper because he'll come out and collect uh, crosses that we never used to get keepers doing. He'll charge players down, which we never used to have people doing. He'll put in sixty yard, like uh, Marty said, put in sixty yard balls uh, to 
to the rampaging fullback, which we're not used to having. So all these positives for the odd little bit of shit, it, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm happy with it. It's, he plays into Klopp's football. He adds to our attack. Um, no, I haven't got an issue with him. No, Chris. Um... And he was fouled. He was fouled as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's because your mate Simon Brundage told you to say that. Uh, <laughs> you, you know me; I'm not afraid to name anyone on this. You know what I mean? Don't you and Simon Brundage's fucking argument with me? Um, no, quite a lot. People point it out. Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who like you? Let me. I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. When? Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. Find them. No, I can't get it up on it. Oh, all right. Okay. Grace, two questions. One. Do you wash your hair with shampoo or body wash? That was a question that came in. <laughs> and two, um, Alison Becker, should he continue to chip balls over the attackers and do all sorts of mad stuff, or should he just, at times, just fucking kick it as far as he can? The first question interests me far more, yeah. because it's actually, it's actually um, I wanted to ask someone that, actually, because I, generally I use shampoo, but if it's not available, then you just use body washing. You know, am I the only one Links after. does that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever, whatever. But it doesn't help my dandruff. I've got really serious dandruff issue. But that's, and yeah, mad, mad. Even in my beard. So it's another um, topic that, for another that, day. That's crisp squiz. No, not dandruff. <laughs> but, uh, the Alison, look, I genuinely believe that was another brilliant thing that happened to us at this stage of the season and didn't cost us. I think it's brilliant that's happened because the media's sort of got the mistake out of him because everyone's waiting for that mistake from Allison. We talked about it in the weeks, in the previous weeks, that he's going to get caught and it's going to be, be a big hoo-ha because that's the way he plays. But I, I genuinely think the way it's happened and, and, we, and, it, and the fact that he hasn't cost us any points, he's got it out of the way, it won't happen again. He's a very, very intelligent keeper. I don't <laughs> it will happen again. Who are you fucking kidding? It it won't happen again. I guarantee gonna... for the rest of the season, for the rest of the season, he will not make an individual error of that level. It's only a problem no, no, if he okay, makes yeah, an error. It's only a problem if he makes an error yeah. and we drop points okay. because of it. I tell you why. Wait, 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 wait. I, I agree with Chris. I don't think he'll make the error, but he'll do, he'll try that skill again. No, no, he'll do it, but he'll pick and choose his moments. Look, I don't think he's used to that type of attackers pressing him in Italy. Because the strikers in Italy just don't work as hard as your average striker in the Premiership. Every striker in the Premiership, will, uh, you know, Bars or Aubameyang, will press that keeper, chase it down, you know, pressure you. So I just don't... And I, I think, you know, he thought he could get away with it every time. He thought, you know, most 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 bloody strikers are dumb here. I'll just chip it over and do Johan Cruyff turns on them. But he's got caught out. The media have given him a bit of a, a lashing. Deservedly so, because as Marty says, you just don't do that in that area of the pitch. You know, you just you just lump it away. I think it was the absolute blessing in disguise, and he will absolutely learn from it. I mean, he'll do it, but he'll choose his moments, and he'll know when to do it. There's a time and a place for it, and that wasn't it, definitely. Okay, so basically what you're telling me is he won't do it, but he will do it, and he'll pick his time when he's going to do it. No, that's not what I'm telling you. Oh, I'm telling crazy, you. Crazy, crazy, I was listening to you. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's tied himself in knots here, isn't he? He doesn't know how to get out of it. You pulling your no, he's busy looking for a tweet that doesn't exist. Listen to me, and I'll tell you, and you'll understand. I said he won't fuck up like that again. He will carry on playing his game, but he, but he'll play. He'll play. He'll play a bit more percentages. Okay. You don't think he'll make another error leading to a goal, or another error, another error leading to a clear cut chance? Not not an unforced error. Hope you know what that is. Okay. But that wasn't unforced. Ian Acho was right on him. I know, but that but it was unforced. No, is he didn't need to. That, uh, uh, basic, uh, I've said it. Wait, is your internet? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, he's confused himself. Let's move on. He will not cock up. He will not cock up again. I don't know. Am I am I meant to be backing Allison here or am I against him? I'm, I don't even know which side I'm on. You're Carrius. <laughs> of course you are. You're 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 bittersweet happy. I know you. He's booked two. Carrius started for Besiktas tonight, by the way. He's booked two weeks to talk. He has. There's a holiday. He needs a holiday now. Um, Marty, I just um, before we we're gonna finish off with the game because. Look, we've all give give our feelings on, you know, our overall feelings. Different players. I want to touch on two players before we leave. One quickly, and the second one not so quickly because he was in my man of the match. Slowly. Um, Marty, I'll come to you first. 
Jared Shakiri comes onto the pitch as a substitute, and a lot of people have said, "Oh, he's he's an impact player, and he only did, when you're on top, he's good. He doesn't do." I thought he was excellent when he came on. He gets us up the pitch. He wins us throws. He wins us corners. I um, it was a different type of impact, but it was one you'd like to see, isn't it, as we go forward? Yeah, I think the Shakiri substitution highlights how good our squad's got and how good Klopp's substitutions are becoming. I think one thing we used to criticise Klopp for is his subs last season were a bit, sometimes pointless, sometimes a bit off. Um, and when Shakiri came on, yeah, I agree, I thought he was awesome. Um, you know, he he done a job, he worked the channels well, he worked the, the full-back well, he was picking the ball up, winning throw-ins, winning fouls, winning scores, and he'd done exactly what we needed at the time. You know, at that specific moment in time, we'd obviously just conceded the goal. Um, we were under the cost to a certain extent, we weren't really having our goal bombarded, but, you know, we weren't getting much possession, we looked a bit leggy. Um, he came on, uh, yeah, I thought he was brilliant, you know, I didn't, he, he, he wasn't necessarily a goal threat, but he did the job that, Liverpool required of him at that time and that was just to add some energy pin the full back in in Chilwell back because he was getting forward a lot um, I think Trent at the time was obviously being was struggling a little bit I don't think Salah was tracking back too much um, and he was just yeah he'd done a job done the job that he needed and he was you know a paramount to us getting the, the job done I think so yeah really happy with his his cameo Matt just on Shaqiri do you see him having more of an impact and getting more game time when we when we uh, come back from international duty we're on the loose of our next three is I think it's Spurs away Southampton home Chelsea away um, and then I think it's City home I think it's, that's our next four um, do you see him getting more game time or do you still see him coming on with those 20-25 minutes and not many starts yeah I think Klopp mainly plays our front three is what he likes to do <clears throat> we saw it last season I know we've got a lot more uh, options this season but Klopp likes to stick with the pretty much the same team most weeks I think he'll come on a lot more. He might get more than 25 minutes. He might get a bit longer. Maybe in Southampton, I'd like to see him get at least a half against someone of the best. But, yeah, he, I don't think he'll be starting any of the big ones. Not at all. He's a great player, though. Great player on the bench. I'm absolutely made up. And I'd be happy with him starting. I have no issues at all. Yeah, I think it's I, like certain, I think it's certain games he, he, can, he can start, especially if you want to... Especially after the international break, it's just the way these games fall after the international break. If you had Southampton forced, you could say, lads, he's running run international break. I'm going to give his one of his a week off. I'm going to put security in there. But because it's spores, and then you have Southampton, Chelsea, I think we might need to stick as we are, more or less, for the moment. Grizz, I'm going to let you have full shout on this player because, um, yeah, I'm going to let you have it because you, you went, you waxed lyrical about me yesterday. Uh, Joe Gomez, that is his best performance in a Liverpool jersey true or false? Absolutely true. Fact, as our good mate Ian would say. Mm. Um, Big uh, Go Jomez was by far the best centre-back out of the two yesterday. I think, um, I think, and I truly believe this, I've got to stick for it, but I think, I think VVD... That was probably one of his poorest performances. But his bench, he's, he set such a high benchmark for himself. He actually won loads of sort of balls in the air. But I thought his general play was a bit lazy. Big Gojomas was superb. His reading of the game has gone up such uh, such a level. His positional play. The guy's uh, been a revelation, uh, Gav. Everyone was worried about our strength in centre-back areas. Uh, especially with the injury and error-prone Lovren, Matip, Clavin, obviously, you know, um, pastures new. But I think this lad has really stepped up and made that position his own. For me, he's been the outstanding performer in the first opening four games. And long may it continue. He's totally proved me wrong. I had my doubts about him. I think you did as well. Um, in terms of, has he, got a, has he got a future? No one cares about you. Has he got a future at centre-back um, long-term? And um, if he carries on the way he is, you know, the guy's got a great future and I hold my hands up and he's proven totally wrong. OK. Um, Marty, I watched Match of the Day last night and I, I think it was Martin Keown done a two-minute segment on Joe Gomez and he just kept saying, uh, look at how he glides across the ground, look at his pace. And in five of the six clips, he never used his pace. 
um, because of that, because it was it was just mental. Um, but for you, is that um, is that the best performance you've seen from Joe Gomez in eight Liverpool shorts? Yeah, by a country mile, by a country mile. I think the biggest biggest compliment I could give him is that that's the first performance we've had post Virgil Van Dijk that the other centre back next to VVD has actually guided him through a game. Um, you know, like oh, we said, against nor- stop, against normal centre backs. Yeah, I mean, like we said, I mean, as most centre backs go, Van Dijk probably had a pretty good game, but his standards, you know, he was he was really rash. He lunged in a lot, got himself. But in Gomez, in games gone by, you have Lovren, Matip, etc. Next to him, their heads go too. You know, they're like it's almost as if they go shit. Van Dijk's head's gone. What do I do? What do I do? In Gomez took that game, took that defence by the scruff of the neck, and he he was absolutely awesome. He didn't put a foot wrong. Um, you know, that tackle, I mean, let's be honest, that block from Leicester's only chance, if Virgil van Dijk had made that, or even you're talking, you know, a Varane, someone of that ilk, made that block, it'd be everywhere. It'd be absolutely everywhere. He was brilliant. And I think, you know, I don't think that's anything to do with van Dijk. I think he is just a very, very good defender. He's been played out of position. You know, he was played left back under Rodgers. He's been played right back under Klopp. And he's finally got his chance. And he said, you know, to Klopp, to everyone else, this is where I play. This is how good I am. And I think he's only going to get better. I think he was absolutely outstanding yesterday. Yeah. Um, someone just said there, I'm not asking enough questions that's coming up on the chat. Um, and then someone from the day tripper said, I'm a prick. Uh, spot on. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it wasn't me. But now, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I, I don't read out all the, all the names and stuff like that because most of the time they come up on the screen and they disappear straight after. So I'm trying to take a mental note of different things you're talking about and trying to bring them into the questions here um, but Paul Shirley on YouTube made that point so that's Paul that's that's actually what's happening the comments are just disappearing very very fast um, he's slipping Paul he's I'm a slipping. prick um, I'm, I know it was Matt that caught me the prick and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll remove him from, from any uh, triple's fucking walk from here on in uh, well here we are here we are then Gav Nicky has just asked the question do we think Jomez has done enough to keep Lovren out yes. I will go for that Yes. Um, at the moment, it would be harsh to replace him, and I think Joe Gomez's performances now are about equal with what Lovren's were at the end of last season. So, Ooh. whichever way it went, I wouldn't really? be. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll hear me out. Right now, I wouldn't be too bothered, but I think Joe Gomez has a much higher ceiling. So, if we can keep him next to VVD and help him develop. I think it'll be beneficial to keep him in over Lovren. Yeah. Um, I, I'm of the opinion that if you're playing well and you have the place in the team and you're on form, I don't see why you come out. Um, Lovren is injured at the minute. I mean, Lovren comes back, gone by Klopp's logic, he's going to need three or four weeks on top of his return date to get back in the side, if, which, which are looking at probably the end of September, um, start of October. If Gomez plays seven, eight, nine... Over ten games, why would you move him, Marty? Would you would you say he's he's done enough to stay in the team, presuming he, he stays in this this level of performance? I presume. Balls. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I I personally just think Lovren's he's got too many accidents waiting to happen. But one interesting point I think with with Gomez and Van Dijk is I don't know if many people watched the videos, the PR things that have been coming out of the club recently on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, etc. You notice behind the scenes as well. They talk about the group, how close they are. You know how they would. You know, and you can see that. You know, it's just a really good vibe. There was an interview with Van Dyke um, a couple of days ago, talking about since he's moved to the club. And the one person he speaks about that he gets on really well with, outside of obviously training, etc., is Joe Gomez. And I think when you look at good centre back partnerships, you know, you've got to have that. I think if you have a relationship off the pitch. It can only be good moving forward, and I don't. I know you know you see Lovren's with Salah, etc. I don't think we've had that centre back partnership that you know bounced on the pitch and off the pitch. And I think you've got to keep it. I think what what if it isn't broke, don't fix it. It'd be absolutely silly to take to take Gomez out unless he has a you know huge decline in, in form or whatever. But I can't see it, so I would I'd keep it as it is. Grizz, you haven't been the biggest fan of Joe Gomez, and that's been that's a known fact. Um, even amongst because he's fucking clueless. Even amongst the um, the eight hundred and seventy five people you blocked on Twitter, but then we undone it. <laughs> you lost a bit. Um, 
for you. So you're probably you're probably the most impartial in all this. Absolutely, always. Joe Gomez. Um, plays, if Joe Gomez plays the next four to five league games at the level that he's at at the moment, does he keep Lovren out of the team when Lovren is? Absolutely, he does. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with. Uh, Matt, unfortunately, in terms of he's got a higher ceiling mm-hmm. and uh, when it get better and better and better, I think Lovren played at his best near the end of last season and that's his peak. Um, and, and we're still talking sort of an error every seven, eight games maybe. If uh, if big Go Jomez carries on the progression he's making, he's definitely, definitely, um, in my opinion, the number one centre-back at the moment. But... But saying that, it's it's great to have strength in depth in terms of as we were talking about, should Genie should Genie really been taken out of the uh, the team after playing so well? Yet Henderson and Fabinho, no doubt, after the break, is ready to step in. It's good to know that we finally got sort of a World Cup fight. Was it final? Isn't it World Cup finalists and um, a Champions League finalist in Lovren, who's sort of still confident and playing played well at the end of the season, ready to step in. And it's and it's perfect for Joe, sort of just learning alongside VVD and progressing as a player. I think he's nailed that. But as, as Matt says, I think there will be a bit of rotation come sort of um, in the next sort of 10 games. There will be a bit of rotation once Lovren's back up and running, especially in the cup games. OK. Um, someone just asked a question there because I might as well. Um I can't even read the name. It's fucking that small on my screen. It's gone again. But he said, if 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 Van Dijk was to be rested or injured, would everyone be confident in Joe Gomez, Dejan Lovren, sent out partnership? Just a yes or no. <laughs> Just a yes or no. No. Um, no. No? Matt? Not at all. No. Grace? Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think I'll be too bad with it either. Um, mm, I, th- I think I think we're playing at such a level, and in Told terms of Marcy, he's fucking clueless. In terms <laughs> of in terms of in terms of having Allison behind them and the sort of the structure we've got in midfield, um, the way it's being protected. So you got to remember we're praising um, our centre backs, but um, the way they're being protected, especially with the um, with our midfield and our goalkeeper as well, I think plays a massive part. I genuinely think. We've got. I think every player knows his role now in the squad and team. So yes, of course, Virgil Van Dijk is the centre back, is the colossus. But <laughs> funny enough, we weren't that that bad defensively. I just said Virgil yes or no. I just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. This is massive dollop of context. <laughs> I can't even remember the question. Neither can I. <laughs> what was the question? He's about to drop into 1989 <laughs> 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 Same as Leicester, but I'd swap Cater back for Hendo. Okay, so you go back to the original three that we had at the start of the season. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ma, pick us a team. Uh, Carius. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent. Bueno. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm going to stick pretty much. Uh, no, no, I'm not actually. Centre backs same, right back same, left back same, keeper same, and then. It's going to be about December, and I'm going to go for Bino, Keita. What are you talking about December? You said the Spurs. <laughs> Genie. If everyone's fit. Okay. Are we, are we, are, have we moved the Spurs game to December? Yeah. Best away game. Just made a call on it. Listen, lads, move that. Please. I, I just wanted to make the point that Fabino's had training, and he's up and ready to go. Yes. Like, not just 
talking injury fitness? Are we talking everyone's flying? Everyone's fit. Everyone's good. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going for Bino, Kaita and Genie. Okay. Grizz, uh, front three is now on the map, I presume. Yeah, Grizz, um, give us your team. What's the question, Gav? Because Matt's confused me. Pick a fucking team for Spurs away on, for Spurs away. on Saturday week. Same team except, yeah, same like Marty, Ginny for Hendo. Okay. Um, if that's what Marty said, I'm not sure if he said that. Okay, uh, I will go, I'd keep Henderson in. I'd go with, I'd go with Milner and I'd go with Keita. Um, Keita will be key, especially if they play Eric Dyer at the base of midfield, Keita has to play. He has to play twice, um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but it, it should be good. Last question, lads, before we go, because we're just on the hour now, and Matt is, it's about four in the morning where Matt is. Um, the maddest thing you've ever seen on a football pitch. Now, it can be, personally, you were, you were there, it, was a, it could be anything, but something there you see in the football pitch, and you went, fuck, what was going on there? I seen one earlier, it fell up from Partick Thistle, scored a goal where they hit the bar, went down, hit the net, and came back out, and the referee gave a throw in after consulting the him. <laughs> Got on the street, got on the Twitter and type in Partick Thistle goal and you'll find it. But just something on the... Wait, it wasn't a goal? Or, or it, was a, it was a goal, but after consult... both The ball goes in the net, both teams... One team celebrates, the other team are like, oh, fuck, we're at the conceding. And next thing, everyone's looking around. Both teams are looking around. Ref goes to the linesman, the linesman says something to him and the ref gives a throw. Go and watch it. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but the maddest thing you've seen... The maddest thing you've seen on a pitch. It could be just, you know, a match of the day. It could be anything you want. Anyone got any shouts? I'll go first and what you're thinking. Uh, Lee Bowyer and Kieran Doyle are knocking the bollocks out of each other. It was un-fucking-believable. Um, when that broke on, I think it was on Soccer Saturday, and then we were all waiting to see the, the footage and the whole lot, and <laughs> Lee Bowyer's coming off, and he's nearly naked. He's no clothes left on him. Doyle absolutely rips him asunder. That was just watching that going, what in the name San- of happening? San- 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 Sander Vestavel and Carragher had done something similar, didn't they, in the Merseyside derby? No, was it? Vestavel and um, Franny Jefferson. No, it was it? Yeah, it was Jeffers. Vestavel and who? Jeffers. Jeffers. Franny Jeffers, do you remember? The one who oh, went to yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking, uh, are, you, are, you, are you thinking of Grumble Adam McManaman? Grumble Adam McManaman. No, he's not, but you're giving him a good out there. Yeah, he was a good <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the one, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that video going around last season? And the bears playing football, and a tampon comes out, and the physio's oh, going to come on. Yeah, with the bag and oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that, that was, was mental. And like everyone was, like it was like I don't know the the, the tampon had special powers because everyone was afraid to go near it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just thought, you know, like if you don't look at it, it's, it doesn't exist. They're like, all no, scary. They're all scary. Yeah, it depends what time of the week. How scary they are. But anyway, you got that. You got that horrible picture where. Uh, Skull slides in and his knob falls out. That's pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's a pretty dirty one. Gary Lennon having was... a shit as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we didn't so... know at the time he's having a yeah, shit, but, did we? Yeah, but you have a nerve to talk about shit and anybody else, Matt. Let's be perfectly honest about it. <laughs> fair one, fair one. Um, Dante Simon says, "When exactly does Fabino start?" Don't know. Um, from what I can make out, he's just. I think he he starts getting game time after the international break because he won't be travelling, will he? Um, so he'll have a lot more training and he gets yeah. game time after the international yeah. I, think he's been selected. I think he's been selected he's in the Brazil squad oh, so that's another one of your points yeah. Dad. who did play him? another international team yeah but that that Brazil call up's weird because none of the City players have been called up either so Bobby's going to be playing the games Pep's done a smart Bobby's going for the uh, second team aren't they sorry hold on Man City you have none of the players called up no, yeah, stink. No, no Edison, no Jesus, no Fernandinho. They're all, they're all at home. What, on what grounds? Pep. Sheds. Oh, that's fucking outrageous. Um, Pep's the new Fergie. We need to... We, yeah. for, needs to wind nah, up. there's nothing to do with that, lads. Don't be stupid. He, yeah. He's probably he's probably getting rid of the... It's only friendly, isn't he? He's probably given the, the ones who didn't play in the World Cup a chance to see what they're, they're made of. Yeah, okay. Uh, that Stephen Hackett. Sure. You know, didn't play first uh, in the World Cup, did he? No. Stephen, no. Hack- Stephen Hackett says um, the sedan head uh, quality. Jesus. Um, oh, yeah. Gab's on it now, isn't he? Fucking yeah, yeah, well, I'm afraid yeah, to look away. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to look away from the screen. If them, we are all, we're here until all them questions are answered. I'm scrolling back through them now. How did you think we got on the first 10 minutes of the match, man? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, come here. Um, 
No, the Zidane one was mental, wasn't it? That was that yeah, was. Like, it was sad in a way, like his last game in football, and he does that. But uh, absolute headbanger, I, I love him. Um, but now I think that's us, is it? Any any other yeah. business that you'd like to bring up? No, no, no. Nope. Chris, anything else? Football wise. Anything in general, <laughs> personal, football, personal, <laughs> the economy, Brexit. How do you feel about Brexit? <laughs> nah, we're alright. Alright, all right. Right, lads, that's been us. That's been the Fatback 4. We'll be back next Sunday. Um, the Tuesday club will be with you on Tuesday. Obviously, it's in the name. Actually, that'll switch to Wednesday uh, when the Champions League starts and we play on a Wednesday. But we'll be, probably call it the Tuesday club just for the crack. Uh, you'll have the cut table. Um on Friday no you won't they mightn't be on this week because we've no game um, but they made their debut on Periscope and YouTube done really well last Friday um, so keep an eye out for them the final whistle was on yesterday uh, really good podcast with Jamie and the lads go and check that out if you want another kind of immediate reaction show uh, loads more to come that's been us Marty Grizz Matt my old pal is back Ian will be probably backwards next week we'll, we'll have a discussion during the week and see see what the crack is but that's been us. That's been the Fat Pack 4. Have a good one. See you in a bit. Over now. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.